On this episode, we're going to talk about why you should be embracing failure with Dr. Melissa Hankins. It is the evidence of your growth. Stay tuned. Next Level Physicians thriving outside the box. Welcome back, Tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. Okay, welcome back, y'all. It is a wonderful day today. I am talking with the wonderful Dr. Melissa Hankins. I can't wait to begin this conversation. Um, Dr. Melissa Hankins is a psychiatrist, board certified owner of Melissa Hankins Coaching, and she is a transformational coach, speaker, and EFT practitioner helping physicians and other high achieving professionals use overwhelm and burnout as a catalyst for self-discovery and greater, greater personal and professional fulfillment. And it's funny because we were having this um, conversation just before we hit the record button. And I'm like, this is too good for us not to be recording. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to be talking about like all of the, the, the stuff that comes up around failure and what kind of plays into it and leads into it. And I'm just really excited, Dr. Melissa, to have you on with us today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I am just a huge fan of you oh, and your work. And you are just, you are awesome. And so <laughs> I am just so happy to be here and just share this space with you and mm. with your listeners and yeah, just ready to get into it. Yeah. So, good so you know, one of the things that we talk about is is how fearful of failure our our culture when i say our culture i mean the culture of medicine oh is God, yes. and you know just inside of that i kind of want you to create your story like what what is it that you've experienced in your life that you feel has b both contributed to your success has like created the context for failure in your life like what are some of the things what how did you get to where you are yeah, so thank you. Thank you for that question. So, uh, you know, um, we were starting to talk before we hit the record button. Yes. <laughs> uh, just about a little bit about where I come from, my background, which mm -hmm. I think is really germane to this conversation. Absolutely. Around that, you know, I, I'm biracial. My mom was white, my father was Nigerian, mm -hmm. and um, my father was actually not part of my life at all. And so I was raised by a single mother, a single white mother in, um, surrounded by her, her white family in mostly white Utah. And so, Utah. so yes, <laughs> yes. And I say this because it, there weren't many people, of course, who looked like me. 
Mm -hmm. And, and so I had from a very, very early age, um, I just kind of looked at, I had very strong work ethic and failure to me was not an option. And I think because I picked up a lot, there was a lot of racism mm -hmm. in Utah growing up and, uh, you know, and even within some of my extended family, I mean, some of my extended family, fabulous, wonderful, you know, and I'm not saying that they weren't, but, but, but there was some some racism for right. sure and mm -hmm. uh that i experienced firsthand mm -hmm. and and so and i know my mom was aware of that although mm -hmm. she didn't really speak to that right. so uh but i think there was this sense that i had within me that i had to almost compensate for yes. being black for mm -hmm. being you know so i had to achieve i had to mm -hmm. be a super achiever Mm -hmm. And, and I remember actually going in front of my aunt, we had to, my sister and I had to show our report cards, mm. like every, every, you know, uh, uh, every time we got our, our grades. Mm -hmm. And I remember throughout elementary school. So this was throughout elementary school and I got, I got A's and A minuses. I got mm -hmm. one B plus, mm. one B plus, I think mm. it was third or fourth grade, third grade, I think. Right. And, and my aunt was like, what, what is this, Melissa? This is not acceptable. This is wow. not good enough. And so, wow. so this one B plus. <laughs> yeah, it was a B plus, B wow. plus. And, and I was like, uh, I was afraid to show my B plus. I don't even remember what it was then, oh. you know, uh, to that. So, mm -hmm. so that's, I, I grew up in, in that, you know, failure was not an option. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. I, you know, I, I, so like relate to you in a lot of ways and, and, and while, you know, you grew up in Utah, I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama, uh. <laughs> Bible Belt, <laughs> Bible Belt, yeah. y'all. <laughs> while I don't have a Southern accent, I can't get one. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Yes. Bring it on. I grew up in the South, y'all. And so, and so, you know, and I, I relate to like that over, that sense of needing to overachieve. And, you know, my mom was, you know, was the same way. Now, you know, I grew up in, in, in a traditional Southern Black family. You know, my mom's not mm. from the South. She's in Oklahoma, but we moved to the South. We lived in the South. And there was like this, you need to be performing at the highest level. And furthermore, you know, I saw my mom, like she was a high achiever and it was failure was not an option for her, you know, coming out of an abusive relationship. Like it was no option for failure when she started her practice because she couldn't go back to that. So like it was modeled to me as well. And so I really get, it's like in our culture, each, each person that listening is going to have their thing like, oh yeah, they're going to relate to it in some way mm -hmm. that right. oh, this, was, this was my story about failure. This is my story, but we have to get that we have been conditioned as a culture around this whole thing of failure and you know we do this thing and, and i was starting to get allude to this before i pressed record but i was like oh this is for the podcast <laughs> yeah. we do this thing that i think is like the most toxic and um self-abusive thing called comparison oh yes yes you know like i should be here and if I'm not where this person is, I'm failing. 
Right. And right. that comparison thing is like deadly, I believe. Yes, yes. You know, it really feeds into that idea that I'm not enough. I'm mm -hmm. not good enough. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And and that often feeds into on a subconscious level. Most people aren't even aware of it. You know, the, the I'm not enough that feeds into our sense of not feeling loved and not feeling safe. Mm. And so it's this safety piece that, you know, we as human beings, as human animals are mm -hmm. really conditioned and, and, and it, it's not, but it's in our DNA yes. that safety, you know, survival yes. is paramount. Mm -hmm. And, and so when we are, are in that space of, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm comparing myself to this person, I'm not good enough, that threatens on some level, my safety and survival, mm -hmm. then, then all of these behaviors can come out in oh, all yeah. kinds of ways. Oh yeah. Ooh, yes. girl, top that with being in a profession oh, that creates failure as life and death. Yes. Right? Like if you do this wrong, somebody can die. Right. 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 And, and in some cases that's correct. But then like that bleeds into every aspect of our life. So it's like, if yes. I fail, somebody's going to die. And that somebody right. could be me. Right. right. Could be me. Right. Or it could be someone yes. I'm worse, worse, which is really, that's a whole other conversation. Worse. It could be someone else. Yes. yes. Right. And so now this whole failure thing is topped with, you know, there's the, the safety, the personal safety that I'm not good enough. And then, oh, it's life or death. Right, right, absolutely. And so, you know, I think, you know, because most of us who are physicians and, and high achievers, we, we, we go into these professions like medicine mm -hmm. because we, we have this, the vast majority of us, if not all of us, are perfectionistic in some way. Mm -hmm. And so fearing failure because of, mm -hmm. for so many reasons. And yes, that, that bottom line of it could kill us or someone else, mm -hmm. certainly in medicine, but also that fear of disappointing others. Yes. And, and so, so we often don't take risks. We don't, uh, we don't, and, and when I say that, I don't mean risks with people's lives. Right, of course, <laughs> of course. Right. And, but in our own lives. But, Yes, yes. So whether it's, you know, going for a leadership position, whether it's uh, changing your trajectory and, you know, going into a different specialty or, or leaving medicine or, you know, whatever it may be, some other venture. And, and it can be really terrifying. And I know for me, certainly, I, I went into medicine. So I always knew that I loved uh, not not medicine even so much, but but the human body, how the body and the mind worked. Yeah. What what caused people to do what they did? Mm -hmm. um, how did we come to be as human beings? What what's inside us? So mm -hmm. I love the body part. I love the mental part, and I'm like, mm -hmm. and also from a very young age what are we doing here? Why are we here? And so, so all of those things. And so I grew up really, really having an interest in that. And, uh, um, my mom, she, when, uh, when I was seven years old, 
uh, six, seven years old, she put herself through nursing school. Mm. And in uh, um, that, uh, so I, she brought home all of her little nursing coloring books and all this. And I remember <laughs> going through them and I was like, oh, cool, let me color the pictures. Oh, no, I have to learn this. I have to learn this. Right. I'm like, oh, no, no. And, and so, uh, but, but yeah, and then, uh, so, so we, we had left Utah when I was starting eighth grade and, and she actually had, um, she had gotten ill. She'd been ill, uh, mm -hmm. for, for a long time, but I didn't know it as, mm -hmm. as a kid. She kept mm -hmm. that, you know, but, um, within a year's time of us moving and I say us, my, my two sisters, um, and my mom and my my niece. I have a sister who's like twelve years older and one who's almost a year older. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so we moved to California. And within a year's time, she, my mom, had become uh, she had to go on medical disability. Mm. And so, so she was on disability, and and uh, people really didn't know that. I mean, some of my teachers knew. Mm -hmm. But I remember when we came to, to California, it was difficult. We had some family there. Right. And I think she wanted to give us more opportunity. Mm -hmm. She really wanted to get us out of Utah and yeah. have more opportunity. Yeah. And, and so this sense of failing, uh, once again, was not an option for me. Mm. You know, I didn't want to disappoint my mom. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to disappoint myself. And I had already had this work ethic you know, mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm. of showing up a certain way. Right. And, and yeah, and then my mom died when I was 16 mm. and it was uh, 16 going on 17. It was the end of my junior year of high school. Mm. And, and, um, and I remember, and I was, uh, you know, I, I remember seeing how my mom was treated because she was on disability. We didn't have money. We, mm -hmm. you know, at all. Um, mm -hmm. So she was treated, she was on, you know, the state kind of, you know, Medicaid welfare kind of, you know, that yeah. kind of um, health system. Right. And I remember I, there was a family member who actually had cardiac issues and he had like government insurance. And I mean, like he, yeah. he had private insurance at the time. And I remember seeing this difference in how people were treated and how my mom was treated right. and how, you know, he was treated. And I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a doctor mm -hmm. and you know, all of this. And so once again, you know, I was very focused on not failing and, and moving forward. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's 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 so interesting how, you know, that our upbringing plays into that, right? Yes, yes. It's just, it, it's pervasive. But, you know, when you said something earlier that really stuck with me, it's like, um, I think that what happens is that when we don't go for that fear of failure, we don't go for those like the leadership positions. We don't like follow, we don't listen to the knock. We don't follow the call yes, yes. failing we we rob ourselves of something and not only do we rob ourselves of something but we rob the people who we could be serving the people who would we could be leading of something and right. the impact is, is 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 this sense of you know there's the sense of fear of failure but when you don't answer the call because of that fear then there's also the sense of disappointing yourself 
Like, oh my what God, is? yes. What yes. is? Yes. Yeah, right? And yes, fail, absolutely. You realize it's not the end of the world because, man, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you have had failures. <laughs> oh I, my I, God, I yes. talk about all the time how I bombed my first practice out of residency, right? Yes. Coming out of residency, all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and naive. And I'm like, I'm going to turn my practice. And I go finagle something with a chiropractor to rent a space and have him paying me. And I don't know how the hell I did it. But he was like, you got to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, bright eyed, but she tells me, Oh no, visits. And so I'm in Atlanta, which is like super spread out, trying to drive 30 minutes to one place, an hour to another place. And about two more months in, I was like, Yo, this is not gonna work. Let me just go get me a loafing job, real quick. Right, right. Go back to the board, you know? Right, right. Learning in that, right? Like people would have taken, some people would have taken that like, oh, I failed. Oh, I'm not a good business owner. Oh, I'm not this. But for me, it was like, okay, there was something missing that had this not work. What was it? Yeah. And then like you go back, like what you said, what we said at the beginning, like what you created as a theme was it's, you know, that failure is the, the access to our growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, we, if we are always doing things right, Mm. quote unquote, and I say Mm. quote unquote, unquote, right. right. And, and, and succeeding (laughs) right by whose standards. Okay. You know, that's a whole other discussion. (laughs) Oh God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, when we are succeeding by also, and I say succeeding quotes also because, Mm -hmm. because we often judge our success by other people's version of success or other people's definition of success for us that Mm -hmm. we have adopted as being our own. And so we have really crushed Mm -hmm. oftentimes or buried our own desires. Mm -hmm. And so, so we're living this, this successful life and, and showing up in ways that, you know, we, we then get really scared. We get scared, especially when you achieve some level of success. So, you know, a lot of physicians, you know, they've done super well academically all of their lives, you know, elementary, secondary school, (laughs) college, they got into med school, you know, they're knocking it out of the park, you know, they go through a residency, you know, some of them are like, yeah, okay, I got, if I can get through residency, I can get through anything, you know, and. And then they're out there being an attending or, you know, and, and it's like, okay, I've been living this life for so long. This, mm-hmm. I'm on this train, I'm on this train. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's like, how do I get off? Because mm-hmm. I want to get off, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, this is the train. I got on the wrong train, didn't realize it. You know? <laughs> right. and, and all of a sudden it's like, you get on the train and you fall asleep, you know, and you right, wake right, up. Right. Just on this 
you know, you, you feel like it is going so fast mm -hmm. and you are just in this tunnel. You're right. in this tunnel and, and, you know, it, you feel like, well, you know, especially, well, it can be anything. But for me, I was, my sister and I, we were the first really in our family to go to college, wow. you know, and then, you know, and then I, um, uh, and then certainly I was the first doctor. I, mm -hmm. I'm still the only doctor. Yeah. And so I'm, wow, I'm just yeah. thinking, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have to think for a minute, but yeah. Right. And so, so it's, it's really this, this sense of you're, you're doing things, not just for yourself, you're mm -hmm. doing them for your family, you're right. doing them, you know, and mm -hmm. then if you throw in some of the, this kind of, you know, you're doing it for your culture as yes. a black Ooh. Yes. person or a black woman, a woman. So you're doing it for women, you're doing it, for you're doing women. it oh, as girl. a woman, so yes. you're doing it. So you're putting all of these layers the on, weight on your shoulders. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, that you are supposed to be doing this. And so it's yeah. like, wait a minute. And then you get, start to get those little inklings. And I started to get those inklings when I got pregnant with my son, who's now 12. Mm -hmm. So so I was um, uh, I was working as a you know psychiatrist. I I I I was recruited by people right after residency it was like you know oh this she's a superstar we want mm -hmm. her you know, recognize that yep. right right yeah so a lot of us have that experience like every job we interview for like right after residency i want you right. i want you first I choice got, right. You know, exactly. right exactly exactly kept up. right burn it down people right and right so I'm, <laughs> I'm still just like and, you know they're like oh well if you if you ever decide to leave that other come over to us you know kind of thing you know so you are working at this really high level right and so um but you're also buying the kool-aid you know and so yeah. you're drinking the kool-aid drinking the kool-aid you're drinking it you bought it you got the mix on the shelf uh -huh. you, know? you got the costco size changes like for me it was you know getting pregnant yeah. and for some people it may be you know deciding to get married or having children or some other um yeah like an illness or something yes for mm -hmm. themselves or for a family member someone close to them something yeah. where they're like wait it's a wake-up call yep and so i realized i didn't really want to i didn't think i was gonna want to be in medicine indefinitely mm -hmm. and so i got certified i did a like, geez, how, a year and a half uh, certification program uh, uh, for executive coaching. Yes. And so, so I was, I was working full time uh, between a group private practice and a um, multi-specialty, you know, practice mm -hmm. that had, you know, everything, you know, um, I was in Massachusetts at the time and I was, um, I was uh, going to my classes, you know, at, at night, you mm -hmm. know, for executive coaching. So, mm -hmm. so I was doing that and, and it was crazy, but I, I knew that I wanted to do something different. So when yeah. I finished that though, it didn't, 
quite resonate with me. So I sat on it for a while. Right. You know, but but I knew that it was just going to be something, something had to change. Something was shifting in mm -hmm. me. And mm -hmm. I was starting to pay attention to that, even though I wasn't ready to fully act on it. Right. Now, so were you successful the first time you ever started a business? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just like, no. So, so I went through burnout. I remember I went, I was having a hard time just keeping up with stuff. My son at this point, he was four. And, and I remember, I remember that I had the thought that uh, my son would be better off if I wasn't mm. around. And mm. I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. And I was like, okay, this is really bad. And really bad for a psychiatrist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was, I was judging myself, you know, right. in all these kind of ways. But mm -hmm. I was like, it, I, I had, it was a brief thought. And I'm like, yeah, that's not cool. So I went in and I told him I needed to take a, a leave, a medical mm. leave of absence, because mm -hmm. I just needed, I needed to kind of figure out what was going on. Right. And so that day, that very day, I realized my son had his last day of his ice skating lessons in his Montessori. Mm. Um, and I had missed all the other ones because I was loaded up with patients, right? Mm -hmm. And so I realized, uh, so actually it was the next day because when I went in, I, I, I went in that day, told my boss, the next day I couldn't actually leave my house. I had the first ever panic attack. I, I was like, oh my, could not get dressed, could not leave my house, mm -hmm. called my office administrator sobbing. I was mm -hmm. sobbing. I was just mm -hmm. like, I cannot get out of the house. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. I'm just, right. I, I can't. You know, so after I got off that phone, like within a half hour, I realized what the day was because I had to get my son over. And I was right. like, oh, oh my gosh, I can go. And and I went and it was beautiful. It was mm. wonderful. I had and so so I was fine, but every time I went to my work computer, like to finish up anything, I right. was I started feeling really anxious mm. panic again. And I was like, okay, this is, this, you know, I thought I was going to be out for two weeks. I was out. Um, I left that job after a year of being out. I was out because I wasn't sure what was going to go, you know. And right. so during that time, I, uh, I was like, I'm going to do coaching for female physicians, uh, not female physicians, for female business owners. Right. And because I actually, at that point, I wanted to stay as far away from medicine as possible. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I was like, no, because I had this feeling if I went, I, I, I couldn't say what it was, but if I went back to medicine, it would literally kill me. That was, mm -hmm. it was, it was like this huge thought in my head. And yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know if it was going to be a heart attack. I didn't mm -hmm. know what it was, but right. I just was like, I cannot, you know. And so, so I did, I got trained by other coaches. I did a coaching, individual coaching, like for me as, as the coachee, right. you know, so right. I hired coaches, I was mm -hmm. in programs, all of that. And so I'm here, you know, thinking I'm going to, you know, set up my business. <laughs> Okay, that did not happen. I had like a couple of clients and that just, and then, yeah. And so, so I, it just, yeah. 
So, yeah. so I realized I couldn't make a living at that. And I went back to psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I went back to a uh, department of mental health facility. Yeah. And, and, you know, by that time, um, even at the other place that I was where I had my leave of absence and then eventually left, um, and in this one, in this place, I had gotten the reputation of being the doctor who would work with people if they didn't want to be on meds mm. or, or if they wanted to come off medicine, you know, right. Dr. Hankins will work with them. Right. Because I was becoming, during that time I was pregnant with my son, and I think this was the evolution and why I didn't jump into after finishing my certification program right away. Right. Um, jump into coaching then because uh, I quote unquote wasn't ready. It was this, I was becoming more and more holistic in my approach. Yes. Being in much more mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. and, and really working with uh, patients around that. Yeah. So, so looking at the root cause of things. And yes. That's, it was during that time, maybe a couple of years before I left that the job where I took the leave, right. um, uh, that I discovered EFT, yes. emotional freedom techniques, tapping, and which we'll talk about another time. But, but uh, yeah, so, so I was evolving mm-hmm. and I was starting to listen to that, but I was still afraid to bring that part of me forward. Right. So I was afraid I was going to be looked at and fail in that right. respect. You know, so I just want to pull something out here because I think it's really interesting. Sometimes our failures come because we're unclear about what we're really out to do. And I think he just sort of reflected that in a sense. Like, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm trained in neurolinguistic programming and NLP and hypnosis. And I'm trained as a master practitioner and I'm also trained as a trainer. Now, similar story. um, When I start, when I trained as a hypnosis, you know, in hypnosis, I was still in private practice. So I used the NLP and the hypnosis and the timeline therapy in the practice. But when I trained as a trainer, that was back in 2017, it was right around the time when I was transitioning out of clinical medicine and in full time into coaching um, the mom docs when I first went into burnout coaching. Right. I kind of, like you, sat on it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, well, you know, I don't know that I can build a coaching practice at the same time and try to build an NLP training school, a hypnosis training school. So let me just sit on it. And what I realize now, and I just, you reflected to me, I think, in what you were saying, is that I think that sitting on it was a reflection of not knowing exactly what we wanted to do with it. Yes, yes. We were, we were creating the building blocks for our next, right. our next journey. Right. You know? Right. And then even like with the failure, like with failing in my first practice, you know, just not being, well, so, well, I mean, you know, for me personally, I think the failure was just, I didn't know nothing about business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was struggling with that too, with yes. my first failure. Yeah, I yes. was just bright eyed, bushy tail. And yes. but I mean, in some cases I've seen it where being, um, failure happens because we're unclear about yes. where we're going. 
Yes. And we have to fail. And, and that's sort of like, you know, I call failure like the internal GPS, right? So we fail yes. in one way and then it yes. kind of redirects us and it redirects us. Yeah, I think like that's a way to a context for failure. It's like having it be that GPS to push us in that right direction. And that's kind of what I heard yes, what you were sharing. Absolutely. Because what I tell people uh, also is that failure is really just an opportunity also for us to course correct. Yes. It's, it's wanting us to course correct mm-hmm. so that that we're gaining more knowledge, we're gaining more experience, mm-hmm. we're learning things that we want to bring in to our, you know, the next segment of our journey and things that we're like, yeah, no, I'm good with that. I don't need that one. <laughs> you know, exactly. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so, but, but it allows us to gain all of this, both, mm-hmm. both the things that we take with us and the things that we leave behind. Yeah. Because, because we can't keep piling things on. There are some things we leave behind. We, we, we continue to hold the, the experience, but we don't need to hold the energy of it. You right. know, right. we can hold, right. we can hold the knowledge that we gain mm-hmm. and, but we don't need to have the weight of it. We can put yes. that down and say, exactly. been there, done that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it really does help us to grow. And so I think, you know, we as physicians, we are so conditioned to be fearful of failure mm-hmm. uh, because, because of the serious consequences it can have in some circumstances, you know, dealing with patients. Um, but even before that, we are just so conditioned to, um, to feel that, okay, if I fail, we have this whole legacy behind us mm-hmm. that, that we have to uphold. Right. And, and then uh, even within our organizations, mm-hmm. you know, our organizations, organizations that employ us often are, you know, they, they understand that. They understand that and they oh, use it. Absolutely. <laughs> Make no mistake. Yes, yes. There, there's a, you know, I can say a lot of things about what they're using. Yeah, yeah. But I won't today. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, but yeah, right. they leverage, they, they, there's a lot of leveraging of fears. There's yeah. a lot of leveraging of conditioning, of, yeah. of, of, innate ways of being of the person that the type of personality that comes into medicine, being one that's a giver, being one that's yes, a sacrificer. There's a lot of leveraging of that and, and deepening of that conditioning. Right. 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 You know, mm, we can, yeah. we can have umpteen zillion podcasts on all I know, that. Like, that's a whole, so, whole conversation. Right, right. Right. But, but, you know, I think, you know, part of it is that there is this tide that is being, to turn absolutely the people are are waking up to mm-hmm. because it's not sustainable you yeah, know the, the fear of failing is not sustainable it's because not. that's just it's not it's not possible yeah we 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 are human beings we we are going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and it's okay and we don't need to be afraid of it and, yes. There's uh-huh. one thing I want to distinguish, you know, so like, it's, it's so, it's so good because we collapse failure with us being failure. Like that's who we are. Like we yes. adopted as who we are yes. rather than just separating it. Like 
this is a failure of performance. This is like something right. that happened that I didn't quite reach the goal. Right, right. And when we separate failure from ident from our own identity, yes, like we're not yes. identifying as a failure. It's like, oh, I didn't. It's like when you're playing a game, you know, Monopoly, Monopoly let's say. Yes, you're playing yes. against your family members and you don't win the game. Well, you fail to win the game, but you don't go and be like, oh my God, I'm a failure because I didn't right, win Monopoly. Right, oh right. God, yes, it's so horrible. Yes, no, yes. You, know, you just fail to win the game. It's like, Right. like that but you know right. like a business we take it so personally yeah it's like oh i'm a failure if i can't or i'm this or i'm that no yes a failure of to reach a particular goal right 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 and you should leverage that failure you should like take it right. and leverage it and use it yes. as a building block yes. right yes to, yes to, absolutely i mean i'm sure that you can attest to this i would say that that failure when i first started my practice it was the access to the success of the next practice. 10 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right 10 years. Right. And, and then, you know, coming into making the transition, um, the first six or seven months of the coaching practice and, 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 you know, like the failure of the, the little failures of marketing, the little failure of sales and not closing it would, it made me better at what I do. Yes. So, um, even like in the beginning, you know, I was not a coach. I'm not a perfect coach, right? Like I had right. some, some bumps and some people that were like, this is not working. And guess what? That made me better at what I do as a coach. Right. Right. So right. It's like leveraging that failure and fall. And, and I always tell my, my, especially my new clients, look, fail now, fail, look, yes. like in, invite the small failures in fail now. So you don't have to fail big later, fail small now. So you don't have to fail big later. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Embracing failure is so important mm -hmm. because just as you said, it is not who we are. Mm -hmm. Failure is not, I, it's like we adopt this. I am failure. It's not, it's maybe something we did, but it's not who we are. Mm -hmm. And, and so when you can really separate yourself from that and be, say the objective observer, yes. kind of, you know, you know, and, and really, you know, say, all right, well, this is something that I did or something that, you know, happened, but mm -hmm. this does not define my worth, does not define my value. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I, I am actually gaining more uh, knowledge from this. So my value actually can be higher, yeah. you know, in, yeah. in terms of, and what I mean by that, the value that you might provide to someone else yes. in terms of your lifetime experience, mm -hmm. because everybody's going to fail, but oftentimes as physicians, we keep it on the DL. So right. we, we, because we're afraid to out ourselves, right? Because, because of the culture that we, we, been indoctrinated in you know yes. um yeah. and and so it really is just allowing ourselves to to have safe environments uh like with coaches like mm -hmm. yourself and myself yeah, you know absolutely. we create those spaces for our clients yeah to to look at to acknowledge their failures to embrace right. their failures and to grow from them and to allow yourself the space to be human. And oh I my think God, that, yes. Yeah, it's like, look, we're humans. 
we're not robots. We're not perfect. Um, and failures yeah. are going to happen. Failures in our businesses, failures in our jobs, failures with our kids. You know, like can't tell you how many times I have to apologize to my five-year-old for, oh you know, God, like yes. talking a particular way, you know, like yeah. he's like, mommy, I don't like it when your voice gets loud. Oh, I'm sorry, Delson, that I yelled right. at you, you know, like, like you know, sometimes yes. he deserves it. But, you right, know. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's so true, right? right? You know? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah kids, so, you know. Kids are such mirrors. That's a whole, yeah, exactly. You know, right, it's a whole other conversation, right. too. But yeah, so I, I, you know, we could go on and on and on about this. I love talking about failure just as much as I love talking about um, entrepreneurship and sales and all that yes. stuff. I love talking about sales. That's a whole other conversation too. But yeah. you know, I just, I, I want to, and we know this is, the audience doesn't know this. So I'm going to like, I'm going to like spoil the alert. This is like part one of a two part conversation. Uh, because when I had a conversation with Dr. Melissa um, about a week ago, I was immediately like, we have two podcasts to do so, because <laughs> is, is, is amazing. And, um, and I, and I love the two, the, you know, the two points that we brought forth. And so I won't spoil, no. I won't spoil the next topic, but what I do want you to do is tell people what you do now and how they can get in touch with you because you work with, you know, I, I said a little bit of it, but you right. work with, um, physicians and high performing achieving professionals and helping them to get past some of these blocks and these, these stuck points. And you do Absolutely. it through an outside of the box, yeah, alert, an outside the box technique, right? right so tell right, us absolutely. a little bit about what you do, and then, you know, how we get in touch with you. How do physicians who want to work with you get in touch with you? Yes, so so I am a transformational coach who, and and I say that because I really am looking at helping people get at the root of things mm -hmm. so that they can really affect change in their lives and the change that they want. Mm -hmm. So, so I really help people get in touch with their desires, own their desires and let go of these limiting belief systems. And so part of, uh, I've, I've, you know, trained over many years now and, um, in EFT or emotional freedom techniques, uh, or tapping, which is, it's a kind of a somatic, um, cognitive, modality mm -hmm. where it's a cross between kind of Western psychology and uh, acupressure. Mm -hmm. So it's using acupuncture points, uh, but you're, you're tapping on yourself. So one of the things I, 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 I use that with all of my clients mm -hmm. and it really helps them to shift things mm -hmm. because the, the people that I'm working with are dealing with overwhelm and burnout. Right. And so you have to, quiet down the chaos first mm -hmm. because because we've all got this monkey chatter in our brains mm -hmm. and you know it's like oh my god and so so really quieting that down and really helping people to then look at okay what is it that what are my values yes you know what do i want to create in my life yes. is what i have now what i really want to be mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. and looking at understanding that you have options and you have power and mm -hmm. helping people recognize, helping my clients recognize that mm -hmm. they have power. And, and, you know, for, for non-physicians, you know, who may be listening to this, you know, a lot of people have this fallacy that physicians are, are, you know, this really powerful, you know, they, they have these ideas that they're powerful and da, 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 da. we are, everybody is powerful. Right. 
but the fallacy is that, you know, people think physicians are superhuman. We right. are human beings we are human. Mm -hmm. and we have all of these things that we're dealing with. And so really, we'll bleed. <laughs> yes. And so helping people to overcome the, the fears yeah. and the blocks, yeah. both the mental, emotional, and energetic blocks that mm -hmm. keep us stuck. Yeah. So, so to that end, you know, I work with people one-on-one -on -one primarily. I do workshops, I do speaking engagements as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so I'm happy to be, you know, if anybody wants to contact me, I'll give you my information. But also I am uh, currently uh, created a 90-day declarity program mm -hmm. for, for uh, physicians primarily female physicians and other high achieving professionals that really allows them to quiet down that chaos. Mm -hmm. And, and so we do a period of, of the EFT work and quiet down some of that. And then we bring in the coaching uh, piece because, yes. because you really need to be in a space where you can take in information, utilize it and be ready to act on it. So, yes. so take some action, but reflect creating yes. that space where you can reflect and really connect with yourself and become self-aware. Yes. So, so um, I'm really excited to be working one-on-one -on -one with, with clients around that. So you can contact me uh, on Facebook um, at M as in Melissa Hankins coaching. So on uh, Facebook, and then my LinkedIn uh, is Dr. Melissa Hankins. Mm -hmm. um, so Dr. Melissa Hankins mm -hmm. and Hankins is H A N like Nancy K I N like Nancy S like Sam. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram is also Dr. Melissa Hankins. So, so you can contact me there. My website, Melissa Hankins, awesome. And so really excited to connect with people. If you have questions, mm -hmm. um, I just, I love what I do. I love helping people and physicians really get past this idea that they have to show up a certain way. Yeah. They, you know, and that they can show up their way. Yes. You know, and it doesn't have to be anybody else's way. It's their way. And and oftentimes we don't know what our way is. So you have to create that space mm -hmm. to really get in touch with that, especially after all the programming we've been through for yes. years and years and years. Yes. So it's, it's yes. you know, peeling away those layers. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny at the, at the mind remapping retreat that we just did, that's a lot of what we did is like, you know, like what you talk about, like just, yes. you know, getting reconnected to our authentic selves. Yes. Because when we can get reconnected to who we are, then then it gives us the whole open road to create what we really want right and, and i really up, love that yeah yes. we show up more powerfully powerfully for ourselves yes. for our patients yes you know for our families yes or whomever we are meant to touch and impact in this world directly yeah. or indirectly yes. when we can own ourselves and show up as our authentic selves Absolutely. then we are the brightest lights we could ever be and lighting the way for others Absolutely. You know, I just want to thank you, Dr. Melissa, for who yes. you are, for the representation of 
uh, stepping outside of the box for the representation of Healer. Um, I want to thank you for being on the show and just like being willing to talk about what failures that you have that that you have gone through, the failures that have led to your ultimate success, and just being you know connected with me as a sister doc. I really appreciate it. Um, yes. I just love what you do. You know, we're twinning. We're, we're people who are listening to your podcast. We're twinning today. And yes. Some um, of you will see the video version of this at some point in the not so far future. You'll see we are we're twinning, but that we're twinning of mind as well today as well. So Absolutely. I do very much appreciate you. And we will have all of your information in the show notes, y'all. So read the show notes. You can connect with Dr. Melissa on all of the social media platforms mentioned at her website and reach out to her if you want to have that experience of connecting to that authentic self and releasing any type of negative um, emotion and heal, have that deeper healing so that you can really create what it is that you're truly meant to create. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Mayesha. It's just such a pleasure. And you're just, you're just such a beautiful light that you are, you know, lighting the way for other physicians. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to be in this space with you. Thank you. And thank with you. you know all your listeners. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Well, you heard it. This is Dr. Melissa Hankins and she is amazing. So reach out to her, check the show notes. And of course, you all know how you can get in touch with me, drmayusha.com. But check out Dr. Melissa Hankins and um, we will be seeing you all on the next show. Y'all have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste, y'all. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you'd write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D R M A I Y S H A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.